0: Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ.
1: Excited to have Casey Denton with us today. Casey, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you, RJ? Good why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about what you do in real estate investing. Yeah,
0: my name's Casey, I'm with Easy Street Capital. Um, We're a hard money lender based out of Austin. Uh, We've been doing this about two years. Um, However, I guess you wanna hear a little bit about how I started and how I got to where I am? Absolutely. Yeah, so I started off actually out of college initially as a commercial real estate broker um, in Los Angeles, so I was in California at the time. was working as an apartment broker, multifamily deals, um, did that for a couple years, years, um, then ended up transitioning into managing REOs for Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae as the whole sky was kind of falling and there was a lot of uh, REOs and they didn't have the personnel to manage them, so they started hiring outside companies to manage their, uh, their REO portfolios. Um, After doing that, kind of transitioned into property management. I had a property management company managing apartment units in San Diego. And then after that, started flipping houses, um, primarily just flipping single-family houses throughout San Diego and a little bit in Orange County as well Um, in pretty large volume, did about 200 flips out there. Uh, then moved to Austin about four years ago to look at flipping houses in Texas because there seemed to be a little more opportunity out here and a little less competition. Uh, flipped about 200 houses over two years in Austin and San Antonio and then have transitioned the last couple of years into hard money lending. So now we're lending money to the investors. Rather than taking the principal position, we're helping other guys do it by, by lending them the money and providing them the capital.
1: So let's talk about your rehabbing experience. What were the differences that you noticed from San Diego to Austin?
0: Uh, it was very different, um, partially because of how we were buying the properties. So when we were buying them in San Diego, we were buying primarily at the trustee sale at the foreclosure auctions. And that in California, it's actually every day. So I'd go down to the foreclosure auction every single day with a wad of cashier's checks and bid on properties, and we were buying them pretty, pretty heavy volume, probably a few a week. Um, And so when we bought those properties, there's a lot of unknowns when you're buying a trustee sale in terms of what the outsider's perspective is. It's title clear. There's a little more risk. You don't know if it's occupied or not. Uh, You don't really know the interior condition. You can do a drive-by, but there's a lot of risks involved in that purchase, but there's also a lot more opportunity if you know what you're doing. And so when we bought those properties, a lot of them didn't need much, much renovation or they didn't need, need a lot of, um, didn't need a lot, a lot of upgrades to really get them to a marketable condition where they would sell for a, for a good price in the MLS. It was more of an arbitrage business where it wasn't an add value business. And so we were buying these houses and putting paint and carpet in them and literally that was it in a lot of cases and still making a healthy return on them. Um, when I moved to Austin, it became much more design focused and we really had to focus more on adding value because one, these properties weren't, we weren't able to buy as many at the trustee, so we're still buying a few but not as many because there just weren't as many foreclosures to be had. And so we were buying these properties off the MLS which meant there wasn't as much inefficiency in the marketplace which meant the prices were more realistic on what they should have actually been. And so we had to create value on the back end by doing, more of a higher end renovation, um, and a little bit different styling. California was a lot more tans and beiges, and this was more blues, grays, and whites. A little more uh, mid century modern sort of feel to them. Um, and but they were a lot more design heavy, but also a lot more uh, contractor dependent, and making sure we had the, the right guys in there doing the work correctly. In San Diego, was kind of hey anybody can put in paint, and carpet. It was it was much simpler to manage those flips. So there was there was quite a bit of a difference. That's a Good question.
1: So let's go back to San Diego when you're doing the deed of trustee sales. How were you analyzing the properties? Did you get a list of the properties that were going for sale the day before, or how were you pulling comps or even knowing if it was a good deal before you purchased it?
0: yeah that's actually a good question. so we you don't know out there in Texas it's once a month, but in in uh, California, it's every day, and so you wouldn't know what properties were going to drop. we call it, which means go to sale that day until the morning of and so the trustee' sale was a ten it was sort of ten each morning, and so we'd get the list probably uh six or seven ish and we'd be in there first thing in the morning. One, we have we're running everything by a title company that's telling us, hey, this is well, this is the title situation. And all these, so we're trying to eliminate anything that has title issues um, right away. For example, big tax liens or or something of that sort. Um, and then, or or it's a second. We we want to make sure we're buying properties that are first. We saw people buy seconds, and then they really have a lot of work to do to actually be able to purchase the property. Um, so we were running title on them and then we we're just running comps. We had, we had a few guys that were just running comps as fast as they could on the MLS. And then we also had drivers that would go out and we'd send them a list of properties. Hey, here's, here's eight properties you need to hit in the next, you know, 20 minutes, go drive by all these. And you're really looking, are they vacant or occupied? Is there any huge blaring problems? But you're never going to really know ex- exactly the condition you actually get it. So it was a little bit of a, a scramble. Um, and that's why a lot of people were, were scared off from it, but it did create opportunity because there's always opportunity when there's inefficiency and so that was that was the way we did it
1: so when you you did a couple hundred properties in san diego how many people did you have on your team to accomplish that
0: uh we probably had about just because we had we had san diego la and orange county on the san diego team we had about four or five people depending on the time that's
1: not bad and how how many how many years did it take to flip the 200 so properties.
0: That that was over about 2 years.
1: So about a so you're you're literally closing one deal a week on average. Yeah, it's about a flip every 3 days. Wow, that's impressive. So So then you moved to Austin. Did you take the same business model from San Diego to Austin or did you have to make changes because of how you were purchasing properties?
0: Uh yeah, so we definitely had to make some changes. We were still going to the auction when we were out here. Um at first, um, but again, it's only once a month. So maybe you pick up three or four or five that one day, but then you're sitting there the rest of the month. You know, you've know, you got to find properties elsewhere. And so that was the difference in San Diego. We had a constant influx of properties from the trustee sale. But out here, we had to you know, also partner with agents to try to find deals um, on the MLS that made sense. Um, and we had some experience buying on the MLS at this point because we had been doing some more of that in San Diego towards the end as well. Um, we were partnered with agents that knew the, the, the distressed property game, um, and we also um, actually hired a guy or two that were looking for deals on the MLS for us as well, and so they were just constantly scouting the MLS, trying to find deals, and we were partnered with agents both in San Antonio and in Austin because that's really the markets we were flipping in.
1: So you have no problem buying an investment property off the MLS, And that's something that I commonly hear from investors saying they don't want to purchase a property off the MLS. Walk me through what your mindset is and why you don't have a problem with that.
0: No, I I don't have a problem with that at all. I mean, we've bought, like I said, probably of the 200 we did here, probably 170 of them were off the MLS. Um, There's definitely deals to be had on on the MLS. I mean, there's distressed buyers everywhere. They might be underwater, uh, but they still have a property that's, it's in terrible condition, has a lot of deferred maintenance. They can't sell it to a traditional buyer because it can't qualify for financing, traditional financing. So there's, uh, there's definitely opportunity there. You just got to make sure you underwrite them correctly and make sure you look at the comps and, and get a good idea of what they're actually worth.
1: Right. Because, I mean, you know, my company, we, we wholesale a lot of properties off the MLS and we also, you know, do our own rehabs of properties off the MLS. And I've always thought it was kind of more of a myth. That people say, well, it has to be off market, or man, that's not a good deal because it's on the MLS. That doesn't really have any bearing to me on where we're getting the the lead. It's all about the numbers, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to the numbers. I mean, in a lot of, in a lot of cases, working with a wholesaler who is able to negotiate a better deal on the front end might end up helping you anyway. If I if I you know if I'm just out there, I'm just trying to buy one or two properties at a time, and I'm trying to write offers on these properties, and maybe I'm not presenting my offer as strongly as I should. I'm not as good at, at negotiating the deal or at retrading the deal. If I work with a wholesaler that does that every day, all day, they're probably better at it than me, and they can probably get a better deal on the property. So I might not even end up paying more for it than I would if I had found it myself. And in a lot of cases, I think you might end up paying less. Even though the wholesaler is making a profit there, they're able to negotiate better than, than the average person probably would.
1: You literally just did my sales pitch to my <laughs> clients when I'm trying to wholesale them a property off the MLS. That's funny. Yeah. So when you were doing both San Diego and Austin, how were you financing these properties?
0: Uh, we were all cash. So we weren't using any financing. We had a, a fund with with different investors and a high net worth individuals. Um, so all cash. Cash is, is good to have if you have enough of it.
1: Right. So did that fund and that experience with paying cash for these deals, did that lead you to hard money lending?
0: Yeah, it it kinda did. Um because as we're you know, as as we're looking for deals and, and deals that I bought even principally for myself, not in the fund, but just on my own, um, if you go in and you try to you try to offer on a deal and let's say I, I can qualify for Traditional financing, credit score is great, income's fine. The problem is if I go in and write on a distressed property, and I'm writing a property, I'm writing an offer with a 30-day close, and the seller has 10 offers in, and, and eight of them are cash for the seven-day close. Even though I can qualify for the loan, it doesn't really help me because I need such a long close that they want to see another 10 or 20 grand added onto the purchase price to make it worthwhile for them to wait and take the risk of an appraisal and and see if it'll actually close. So. A lot of times hard money makes sense even if you have good credit and you have the ability to get a loan because the hard money can act like cash and your hard money fees are going to be less than what you would actually have to increase your purchase price by in order to get that property locked up. So I think uh, hard money is a tool and we see that with a lot of our borrowers. These are not, you know, these aren't all people that have credit score issues. A lot of them have great credit and they're very experienced investors and they're they're actually pretty wealthy, but they just need to be able to move quickly. And you can't move quickly with a bank loan. You need somebody that can close in two or three days and into functions like cash and and that's you know, that's what we saw we were able to offer with a hard money fund and so we, we liked that opportunity.
1: So let's talk about easy street capital and how did that company come about?
0: Uh, well, as we were flipping about two years ago, we we're still flipping properties. Um, you know, the space had gotten more and more competitive. There's more and more people getting in it. Uh, and and the problem was that the volume we needed to do it, it was very hard to manage all those properties. As I said, these are more uh, labor-intensive renovations here, but also to find enough good contractors to reliably do that many properties at once. Um, you know, we were managing, I was personally managing 30, 40 renovations at a time. And so to find enough contractors to manage all those effectively was just was just proving very difficult and and contractors that could do it affordably as well um, so we were kind of trying to look at it and go hey what what can we do that we know you know we have a lot of expertise in the space we have a lot of knowledge what can we do in the space and you know kind of make a transition or a pivot into something that that makes a little more sense and so we looked at harmony lending it seemed to be a little more scalable um, and Less labor intensive um, on our end, less personnel required, and so we uh, transitioned to it from that standpoint. Um, I still think there's there's definitely money to be made out there flipping. I still flip properties myself on the side, um, but I it, I think it's a little bit harder these days to do it in huge volume. Doing three a day is is hard to find that many good deals and to find that many good contractors. But if you're doing you know a, a one or two a month, I think that's still very doable.
1: Do you think that is market-specific on the fact that it's hard to find that many deals just because you're in Austin, or do you think that has now become a nationwide trend because of where real estate is and where the market stands nationwide, or do you think it's just specific for Austin?
0: I mean, I can't speak for every market, but my feeling is from talking to my investor buddies who live in other states that it's kind of nationwide at this point. Um, like I said, a lot, of that, a lot of the opportunity to really do large, large volume, and there's a lot of other guys doing it too, was the trustee sales. But now that nothing's underwater, you know, not, stuff shouldn't be foreclosed on, and the stuff that is foreclosed on normally doesn't make much sense. Um so yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of a kind of a nationwide thing at this point just where the market's at and where prices are at and and with how many people are in the marketplace looking to do it there's a lot more information about it today with the the TV shows and the education courses and there's a lot more people that are in the space than than were maybe, you know, 5 or 6 years ago.
1: Right. So tell us about Easy Street Capital and and what makes you different than other hard money lenders.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say, I mean, we're, we're truly an asset-based lender and pretty much any hard money lender will tell you that. But when you actually go to get a loan, they still want to see your credit score and your tax return and your income verification. Uh, we don't look at any of that. We're really just looking at the deal and the property and we're looking at that asset as our collateral. And if the deal makes sense and the property makes sense, then we can lend on it. So if we put out terms on a deal, that those terms are transferable from one borrower to the next because it's not dependent on the borrower it's purely dependent on the deal. Um, the other thing is we don't do any appraisals or credit checks uh which is which is big because it allows us to move quick, more quickly. Um, we can close in two or 3 days. I don't think anybody else could close as fast as we can. Um, and if we put out terms since we're not waiting for an appraisal to come in to verify our value when we put out our terms those terms are solid. Those terms are are the value that we've already set. Those those terms are already there and they're good to go. Uh, we didn't have to wait for an appraisal to come in, you know, a few days later to tell us that the the value is not there, and then you're scrambling trying to find somebody else that can fund it or the terms changed on you, so you need to come up with more money. Um, so that's really our really our our differentiators is we're we're fast, we're quick, uh, we're easy. Once we put out terms, they're solid and easy street. It's it's a little bit cheesy, we know that, but we do try to make it, you know, as as easy and and simple as possible. And so we've been on the investor side, so we kind of understand what you're looking for there in terms of a a quick close and and no hassles. And that's what we try to offer, and we feel like we've been successful at at offering that to our investors.
1: Well, as someone who works with you frequently, I will verify everything that he just said is accurate. Um, You know, as a wholesaler, I can go out and get a property under contract send it to Casey and get terms. And I can also have a conversation with Casey if he has any questions about how we're seeing the deal. Why, where do we see the value add? And then once the terms are laid out, it's a done deal. There's no, we're, we're changing terms at the 11th hour or anything along those lines. In fact, you've kind of spoiled me to now where, when I virtual wholesale in other markets, I find it so hard to work with other hard money lenders because I'm like, it's just not like working with Easy Street, and I've never actually thought about how cheesy your name is until (laughs) you just said that. Um, Did y'all create the name because of that? Uh,
0: It just, it just, yeah. I think it kind of just happened, and we knew it was, we knew it was cheesy, but we thought it'd be memorable, and maybe you would think easy when you thought of it. So that was it. It's funny you say because it was the, I remember the first deal we did. I remember you told me afterwards you were you were crazy nervous about it cuz you're like it was too easy like they didn't it didn't seem like <laughs> they needed much information.
1: Dude, I so. I thought I was getting scammed. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I was sweating bullets for like 12 hours cuz I'm like this guy came out of the blue. He tells me there's no appraisal, no credit check here's my terms, you know, we'll get this done in two days. And I'm like, yeah, I've been told that before. Sure, let's see how this works out. Yeah. And, and it has. It's been an amazing experience working with you guys. What markets do you specifically work in in Texas?
0: Um, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, so basically all the major markets except for El Paso. Um, so, yeah, all throughout Texas.
1: Awesome and and without giving me too much detail cuz i know you have secrets to the trade um was this part of, did you i guess find your funds for this from your fund did you just transfer the fund from your flipping to hard money lending is that how you've created that or was it a whole new ball game and you had to find a new way to create your funds for the hard money lending yeah. I mean there there was a little bit of crossover there.
0: Um there were we had a a few investors come over that were in the other fund, but some of the money in the other fund was actually hedge fund related and there there's a lot of uh there's a lot of a lot that needs to go into that if they're going to transition over and it wasn't something that they were interested in. Um so by and large it's been new investors, new money raised. Um so
1: has that been an easy transition for you or have you seen new difficulties cuz personally for me as an entrepreneur before I was in real estate investing I had two prior businesses and each business that I've set up you know you have your business plan and then you see new hurdles come up has there been hurdles being a hard money lender compared to being a rehabber
0: um there has been I would say the transition has been has been pretty smooth. I don't think we've had any any major hiccups. Um, there's always there's always stuff you've got to you've got to learn and figure out. Um, and we were we were good. in that we had a consulting partner that we brought in that had already had a hard money lending company, and so he he made sure we were set up and we were good to go. So that was that was huge for us. Um, but yeah, overall, I feel like it has been it has been pretty smooth. I mean, having enough experience. In the flipping space is huge. I mean, underwriting is a is a big, big part of it. And if you're not underwriting correctly, you can get in trouble. And we've seen that with any other hard money lending funds. Um, but now I feel like it's been been pretty smooth for the most
1: part, all things considered. So to the newer wholesalers or newer rehabbers that are listening, what advice would you give to them as a hard money lender on how they can establish a relationship and present deals? to their lenders. I would say
0: just make sure you really uh, I mean we, we don't need a lot on the deal side so there's not much need to per, need to be presented. I mean to get a quote it's really just address purchase price, rehab budget and what you think the ARV is. Um, but my my advice to the new rehabbers is really really know your numbers. It all comes down to numbers. Make sure you really do the comps yourself. Um, don't take anyone else's, you know, word on the comps. Make sure you have your numbers there, and and uh, also construction budget. Make sure you've got that dialed in. Because um, if you know where you're at and you feel good on your numbers, you're never going to be 100% right. But if if you miss, you you shouldn't be too far off. Um, but if you kind of go in blind, you you can get in, in trouble. Um, so that would probably be my my quick advice.
1: Is the future of easy street capital going to expand to other states, preferably ones that titanium is? <laughs> <in. laughs>
0: uh, I know you want to see us out in Hawaii. I wouldn't m- mind taking a trip to Hawaii myself.
1: Right. Um,
0: but uh, possibly, yeah, that's something we've talked about. Um, as of right now, we're still just, just going full bore on Texas. Um, but, but certainly that is something we're open to in the future.
1: I mean Casey I'm inviting you to join me in paradise.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we we
0: definitely we definitely should look into that at least do some due diligence, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. All right, so I always like to wrap these these interviews up with what is your why? You know, you have Obviously, you have an extreme amount of experience in investing, and you've you've moved from several markets from L.A. to San Diego, now to Austin. What is the driving force behind you creating these businesses and continuing to move across the country and, and create what you have in Easy Street Capital at this point?
0: Um, I think for myself personally, um, I, I really, I really enjoy real estate. It's a lot of fun, honestly. I mean, obviously making money is, is always a goal and that's great, but, but real estate is, is very interesting to me. I mean, I've been in so many facets of it at this point from broker to property management, REO management, to flipping, to now lending, um, and also have some buy and holds and have my own rentals and, Um, but the thing I love about real estate is that it's always changing and it's, and it's cyclical and it's always moving. And to me, that's exciting because it creates a lot, a lot of opportunity and it can be very entrepreneurial. Um, if you can find a, you know, a segment that's not being operated correctly, you may be able to go in there and and really attack it and make a difference. So I really, it's, it's for the joy of it. I would say a lot of it is, is the why I really enjoy it. I enjoy the challenge trying to. Trying to uh, figure out where inefficiencies are and and trying to exploit them, and I think that that's a lot of fun.
1: Well, I second that, and you know, you're you're one of many guests who said they've they found like a joy or a passion in real estate investing, and that's kind of where I am as well. You know, I, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, but real estate also brings this level of joy, like you said. I love the the ability to be creative within deals and. Yep and find so many different ways to work with other people, joint venture. Um it, it's just the the possibilities are endless and that's one of the things that I love about real estate.
0: For sure, so, yeah. I mean it doesn't doesn't matter what your degree is, what your background is, any of that. You can go out and and you can make a name for yourself and, and really do well if you just want to work hard and, you know, and find something that makes sense and go after it. So that's why I'm a big fan.
1: Absolutely. For everyone that's listening, if they want to contact you, what's the best way they can reach you?
0: Um, email, Casey at com. That's Casey with a C. Um, or phone as well,
1: 512-808-3483. See, I knew you were going to do it. I love it when people give their phone numbers out. And, and I say it every time because I've done it on podcasts and I've gotten deals from doing that. So I love it when people give their phone numbers out on interviews. For sure. Okay. Casey, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and uh, share your your broad, vast amount of knowledge that you have and uh, sharing a little bit about how you started Easy Street Capital and got into hard money lending.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on and I look forward to seeing the golf tournament here in a couple of weeks.
1: Yes, yes, I guess I should mention that. We do have a golf tournament coming up. Uh, this will be the first time I actually get to talk about it. Casey is going to be the title sponsor for it. Uh, It's the Titanium Golf Classic presented by Easy Street Capital, and all the proceeds are going to go to our recently developed nonprofit organization, Beat Kids Cancer. Uh, Childhood cancer is a pretty important topic to me. Um, I had a niece who was diagnosed with leukemia when she was three years old. She went through two and a half years of treatment, and I really got to see the how terrible of a situation that is and how little research is done to bring awareness to it and develop new medicines. I think there's only been three new medicines developed in the past 20 years. And it's a passion of mine to to give back and then also to give back to this specific cause. So all the proceeds that we're raising at the golf tournament are going to go to beat kids' cancer. And then we're going to give 50% of those proceeds to childhood cancer research. And then the other 50% we're going to specifically give to families who are currently undergoing treatment within the DFW market. And so thank you to Casey and Easy Street Capital for being a partner with us on this cause and also for being the title sponsor at the golf tournament.
0: Yeah, we're very excited to be a part of it. Sounds like a great cause, and um, we definitely wanted to support it. So, Yes, sir.
1: All right, Casey, thanks for sitting down with us, and we'll see you soon. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.